What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Character Building and Mo Podcast. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in once again, time and time again. And I'd also like to thank you guys for spreading the word because we have reached a thousand listens. And I'm very proud of that. Of course, it only took me like 50 episodes, you know. (laughs) But I'm super proud of that. And for those of you guys who listen a lot, you might have noticed the change. It is now the Character Building and Mo Podcast simply because I've chosen to step out of that element and begin to go by my government name. Yes, people, you heard me. I'm going by my government name, which is Manisha Williams, hence the Character Building and Mo Podcast. But I wanted to keep the Character Building name because I felt like it was still so important to the mission I'm on. I'm on a mission every day to build my character, so I felt like it's still a it's still an appropriate podcast name title, so I'm going to keep that. So it's Character Building and Mo Podcast. But once again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about the podcast. I'm truly ecstatic that you guys want to listen to me. <laughs> uh, but it is January 4th, 2021. I hope everybody is uh, enjoying the new year as much as I am. I am sitting out here watching the sun melt and beautiful it is a beautiful day here in kansas city missouri the sun uh the snow is melting the sun is shining birds are chirping it's absolutely beautiful uh this weekend was busy for me man i'm excited this weekend was busy i did five shows this weekend i got a chance to open up for the amazing michael palisak at the comedy club kc pick his brain a lot watch a few of his sets you know pick up on a few veteran moves which was uh super amazing i like opening up for veterans because you can just pick their brains and find out what they know and how they can help you because we're all on a path to becoming touring comics so of course you want to talk to touring comics to figure out what life is actually like on the road so i got a chance to do that and I'm excited about it, man. It was a very, very fun time. I got a chance to co-feature with some of uh, my good friends in the comedy game. I co-featured with uh, Joe Nunnick. If you guys have never heard of Joe Nunnick, you guys should definitely check him out. He is a man on a mission, a man with a plan. He is not just a comic, but he is an artiste. He has a comic book out right now. It's a, bre- a breakfast comic book. I encourage all you guys to hit him up and check it out. It's only $8 to get the comic book. It's the first volume, so you won't have to play catch-up. And that way, you know, you can go get two, three, four, five, whatever they drop. He's a very amazing guy. He has some of the best writing capabilities I've ever seen. We did a a show uh, called uh, The Roast of Santa. And uh, I've seen Joe perform so many times, so many times. And I've always thought his writing style was very, very unique. And it was something... It was something amazing. Uh, But that show, like, really opened me up to the caliber of writer he was, the caliber of performer he was. And it's freaking amazing to know that we have so much talent right here in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, I'm uh, proud to be a part of this scene, man. I'm I'm proud to watch how it's grown over the six years I've been in it. I also got a chance to co-feature with... uh, Aaron Scarborough. We talk a lot about Aaron Scarborough on this podcast because he is the man with the best shoe game in Kansas City, in my opinion. Now, I might be wrong, but in my opinion, that man has the best shoe game. (laughs) But he also has some of my favorite jokes I've ever heard. 
and uh it's always a pleasure working with Aaron he's so nice you know and you know we also we always you know talk a little bit when he comes off stage when I come off stage we get a little uh insight about each other's sets how we felt about it and things like that and we always uh provide encouraging words to each other uh even if we didn't have uh such great sets that night so <laughs> Aaron is always a good friend to have man uh just somebody to chat with He's also an artist. He paints. He has a lot of paintings for sale. So check out Bad Aaron Scarborough on uh, IG. So you can see all the paintings he does on Facebook. It's just Aaron Scarborough. So you check him out, man. These guys are amazing. They work extremely hard. Uh, it was hosted by my good friend Dorian DeBose, who is a dumb skit. And I'm happy he is the dumb skit man if you guys don't know what the dumb skits are it's just my comedy collective here in kc it's built up of so many incredible comedians so much incredible talent um that i can't wait to see what we blossom into as we continue to just grind grind it out together man because this is an entire grind out process but anyway dorian debose came he did his thing i'm always impressed by this kid like because he's so bold like, I listen to some of the stuff he says on stage, and I'm like, man, I could never say that. I, I, <laughs> I could never say that. And it's not that I couldn't say that. It's just because I won't. I'm such a people pleaser, and I feel like that's just a part of my character. But to have people who are willing to step out there, be edgy, be bold, I love those types of comedians. So he's always one of my favorites to watch. Uh, I like to watch people cringe and then he bring them back together. <laughs> so that is that that's like an amazing skill level. It's an amazing talent to have. And this weekend was simply made uh, filled with amazing talent, man. Me just sharing the stage with so many talented folks and I couldn't be uh, more blessed. I couldn't be more blessed, man. I, I want to say I could be, but I couldn't be, man. Uh, so... Things are really looking up. Things are really looking up. Things are looking great. I'm excited for things to come in 2021. I've been told that uh, I'll get opportunities to feature, which is amazing. Uh, we talked a little bit last episode about my, me finally getting off the porch and being able to feature. And to hear that this year more feature opportunities are going to come my way, I'm excited because it's just pushing me closer and closer to become a headliner. And everybody, that's the ultimate goal, you know, to become a headliner, to, you know, have people know who you are and want to come see you. And uh, I think then I'll probably be a little more free, you know, because I know people want me. But for now, I'm just a uh, part of other people's projects and I'm ecstatic and I just want to make sure I continue to be uh, able to be part of people's projects because it's amazing for people to hit you up and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? I had you in mind for a project, and uh, I just want to see if you can do it. And most of the time, I'm like, yeah, but 2021 has already had me turn down a few gigs. Well, I'm not going to say turn down, but uh, like possibly try to reschedule a few gigs because they reached out at a time where my schedule for January is pretty much full. So I'm looking to book for February now. And... Uh, it's kind of how 2020 started out for me, too. Which, so it's awesome, man. It's awesome to just know you have somewhere to go on the weekends. You, you're booked. You're being able to do exactly what it is that you love. 
and that you want to do and for uh people to provide those platforms for you people to care enough about you to bring you in is amazing i had a chance to go uh last year and do the uh Looney Ben in Little Rock. Uh, I was a part of the Night Owl competition. If you guys have never heard about the Night Owl competition, please reach out to Demetrius Torrance. It is a very, 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 very great show. But I want to inform you guys beforehand. Uh, it's a Night Owl showcase. It's a howling who, which means uh, comedians go up there and you, you try to make it to five minutes. If you're not booed, hooed, or keys jiggling during your set, you you advance. But uh, if not, you know, you get the keys, you get the boos, you get the hoos, and then you go home and you try to come back. You know, because nobody wants to be booed or hooed. So it kind of gives you that motivation to just keep working hard and keep grinding. And uh, though I did participate in that uh, first Howling Who, I did not win. But... I gained so many opportunities from being a part of that Howling Who that I'll never forget it. I came back uh, to Little Rock, and I actually got to do a showcase for them, and I got a chance again to uh, speak with the manager, and uh, I'll be doing a week in Little Rock, Arkansas this year. I'm excited, man. Uh, I feel like everything I've worked for, every position I've put myself in is to be where I am now, and I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I got a list I've been putting together. I've been hitting up clubs, just trying to, you know, branch out, do, you know, get myself out there. You know, I've done a lot of work close to KC. Want to get a little bit out of KC, you know, like try to hit Chicago, Georgia, uh, Texas, you know, just Colorado, just, you know, trying to spread out. Just try to spread out and kind of get my name out there. Then uh, next year, I'm hoping to go a little further, you know, do once things start to cool down, if they cool down, I'm hoping to do New York, L.A., and all of those sweet spots that have amazing clubs. Um, but I'm excited. It's been it's been a long six-year journey, man. And I tell everybody, if you never thought about quitting, uh, along your journey, I don't think you're a real comic. <laughs> I don't believe, because every comic has been like, man, I could, man, I don't need them. I could do something else, man. I don't need this shit. Oh my god, man, I'm sick of this shit. I ain't get booked nowhere. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about patience and just continuing to put yourself out there. You know, hit open mics, do Zoom mics. You know, because of the pandemic, there are so many Zoom mics you can do that you can be on a mic every single night. You could be writing every single night. There are so many writing sessions groups that have opened up on uh, social media. And uh, since we're speaking about writing groups, myself, well, Jeff Krakenberg and myself, we will be doing sessions, which will be a writing group for all comedians all over the world. All comedians are welcome. Aspiring comedians are welcome. And how this works is every Friday we'll, we will release a topic on social media. And uh, you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to write on this topic. Monday, we will do a Zoom meeting. And in the Zoom meeting, uh, we will all go over the jokes we created off of this topic. You'll receive feedback. Um, and these are jokes you'll be able to have. You know, when the world opens back up, your portfolio for jokes will be so big that, you know, you won't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, so, like... We're excited about that project. And then even um, 
after we go through everything on uh, Mondays, if we'll have a mini topic posted on Mondays as well. So if you're, you know, if you've already done your time and you just want to write another joke uh, based off the topic, we'll have that as well. And if we have enough time after everybody has gone in, because I'm not sure how many comedians we will have yet. Um, after everybody comes in and everybody had a chance to go through their topic, we will uh, go over the mini topic for Mondays. Uh, if not, you know, you can always email us and let us know. I mean, well, uh, message us or email us and let us know what uh, what joke you came up with. And we can still provide uh, feedback that way. I just want I feel like it's a great way for comedians to get together and network. Right. Uh, give each other input and just, you know, be a supportive family, you know, all over the world. You know, we can have brothers, you know, in Australia, you know, we can have uh sisters in in Canada we you know everywhere so comedy is so big that there are so many of us that I feel like you know we should know each other you know we should we should write together we should open up to each other we should network we should all be one big giant family no matter where you are uh, no matter what your skill level is I mean you could be doing this for 20 years that don't mean you're done writing you know what I'm saying? You could be doing this for a year and you, you're not quite sure, you know, how to write it. Or you can be an aspiring comedian sitting on your couch like, man, I've always thought I was funny. But where do I go? How do I even begin to tell a joke? We've opened it up to where even you can come in, you know, watch the session, you know, go through a couple of sessions. However, after a while, we're going to ask you to participate. I don't want people just coming in every week and just sitting stagnant because then you get comedians who like, man, that's just sitting in here waiting on good material. We're writing material and they're just taking it. So I want everybody to actually kind of be a part, you know, even if you may not be great at it. You know, uh, nobody writes the perfect joke the first time they write. The second time they write, you know, it could take years because in comedy, your voice is forever changing. So it's just like whoever you are, you know, at that moment, you know, you can grow. I know when I first started comedy, I was just this ball of energy who just wanted to get up and say whatever I thought. I didn't write anything down every week. I would just go up there and I would riff. And it was because it was fun to me. And also at the time, I didn't know that I would one day want to take this seriously I just walked into the club uh and it just happened I just happened to go up so every week I was like man I'm gonna do this so every week I would just go up and then after a while uh my one of my comedy mentors Typhoon Panda also amazing make sure you check him out uh came up to me at an open mic he was like do you write and I was like nah man I don't write and he was like I can tell and I sat for weeks you know, still going up, stewing on this piece of information. Like, what the fuck do he mean? I'm good at this. Why the fuck do God need to write? What the fuck do he mean? What, what is, what did he mean? Until one day, you know, I started listening to podcasts and everything. And I was like, I'm just going to try to write something. So I sat down and I wrote. And I went up and I performed it and it was actually good. So I was like, okay. So I just begin to do this ritual every Monday where I would show up an hour before the mic, write out a five-minute set, go up there and perform it. And then the next time I seen Typhoon, I was so happy because I had just crushed. Like, I was doing good at first. 
you know, I was getting laughs here and there as a starter, but I, I was crushing like two years in. So when I seen him again, I was like, man, I'm writing. And he was like, oh, I could tell. And, I, <laughs> and my mind still was like, what the fuck do he mean by that? The fuck do he mean by that? So then I began to start watching some of my old tapes. And people, when I tell you it is the most horrendous thing I have ever seen, it kind of made me puke a little bit. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe how bad I was, but how good people thought I was. So, there are different skill levels to this. And basically what I'm saying is, by writing, you'll reach your full potential. Riffing is always good. It's always good to write on stage, but that's best for open mics and things like that but if you want to be part of an actual structured showcase you have to write some type of material somewhere down the line premises even if you're not writing out full full jokes full stories and things like that but premises and things like that need to be worked on and they need to have tags so you can know exactly where you're going with this premise uh, so that's exactly what sessions will be you'll have um I want to reach out to a few of my uh, nationally touring friends and see if they'll come in sometimes and, you know, just watch and give critiques also. And uh, kind of like uh, in the session, dropping gems, probably giving us a little advice and things like that. So I'm also working on that. And I think it would just be cool, you know, to have a, an established comedian come in and talk and kind of tell us, you know, what we want to know, you know, where we're headed and, you know, all the things to expect when you're out on the road or just trying to get booked on a showcase or trying to get seen by a club or all of these small things. So I'm looking, I'm looking to put a lot of work in, in 2021 and sessions is definitely going to be a project that I hold near and dear to my heart because of the simple fact that I feel like it's important. Uh, for people to, you know, have people they can lean on while they're trying to figure shit out, if that makes sense. Uh, I had a lot of elders to lean on when I was trying to figure shit out. Like I said, Tafu came up and asked me about writing. Um, I had uh, Mama Vita come up and also give me a few things. But my favorite person I've ever learned from has to be Coco Brown. Because Coco Brown opened my eyes to something I didn't see. You know, I, I wasn't focused at the time. I I believe it was two years ago she came to KC. She was in part, uh, set to perform at the Improv. And I was so cocky. You know, matter of fact, it wasn't even two years ago. It had to be like four years ago. Because I was, I was fairly new to comedy. But I was this cocky asshole who felt like, I was ready for big leagues. You know, I was like, oh, man, it's Coco Brown coming. I can hit her up and ask her for a spot. And then I get that spot. And, uh, you know, I kill it. I crush it. You know what I'm saying? I do my thing. And uh, originally, I did not get the spot. So a piece of me was crushed. But as a comedy student, you're like, ah, man, next time. You know what I'm saying? And then in my mind, I'm like, girl, you're only two years in anyway. You ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't deserve this spot. No way. So I had got over it and I went out to see Coco Brown because I think she's amazing. You know, amazing actor, amazing stand-up comedian, just amazing philanthropist. Just so much, man. She's an incredible lady. 
So I went out and I watched the show and it was freaking amazing. And to my surprise, when I came out to snap a picture with Coco, she remembered me. She said, hey, you reached out to me on social media. And I was like, yeah, I got back with the club and the club never got back with me. And I'm just assuming it's because they don't know who I am. I had performed open mic there before, but I guess I wasn't strong enough or mentally focused enough to capture their attention at the time. But then she told me, she said, hey, come back tomorrow. I have a spot for you. Fuck yeah, man. So I went home. I went, I like, I stood in the mirror for like three hours going over my material. Heavy, 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 like over, 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 over again. I only had a five minute spot. But for three hours, I rehearsed that five minute spot. I went to bed because I didn't want to be tired when I got to the show the next day. I went to bed early. I woke up the next day, got back in my mirror for three hours. So that's six hours working on a five minute set just so I don't embarrass myself in front of one of my favorite comedians. So I put that time in six hours. I went up there the next night and I was only expecting to get one guest spot. I did the first show. And she came back and she was like, I think you're amazing. I think it's, she was like, you want to do the next show? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm just going to go home and tell everybody I opened up for Coco. You know, it's crazy. But I get to open up for Coco twice. So I, so I stayed. And uh, the next day I was invited to come back uh, and open up for her for her feature. She she had work to do because she's a very busy lady. So she flew out and I got a chance to work with Skeet Carter. Now, if you guys don't know Skeet Carter, Skeet Carter has to be one of the most energetic people I have ever seen on stage. People besides Tony Roberts, I don't think and Michael Collier, I don't think I've ever seen anybody move as much as Skeet Carter. When I'm trying to tell you each set I watched mesmerized me in such a way that I had to watch every set. He did five sets that weekend, you guys. I didn't miss one minute of it because I didn't want to. I felt like that was the type of comedian I should be working with. I should be learning from. I should be picking his brains. So that was the first time I ever took picking brains and comedy serious. And then when I left that night, I was like, this is what I want. I don't want to do anything else but stand-up comedy. So once your break happens, I want you to know that you don't take it lightly just because somebody gives you a spot. Don't think you've made it. Don't think you don't have anything to prove. Don't think you don't have anything to work at. Because like I said, I worked six hours on a five-minute spot just so I wouldn't embarrass myself. But I'm happy I did put in that much work because I feel like if I wouldn't have practiced at all and I just kept that same cocky mentality that I had, like, uh, I could do this and somebody owed me something and they ought to let me do this and they ought to let me do that because I'm, I'm Mo. But who the fuck is Mo? I'm six years in and now I'm like, you're a baby. You don't know shit. You haven't learned enough to just say you no shit about comedy so I'm also always learning picking people's brains learning as much as I can and I feel like without writing without any of that I probably wouldn't even have the balls because if I was still riffing and she gave me that opportunity I probably would have been scared shitless y'all
<laughs> so the writing group is going to be fun. I'd like to have a few of my uh, funny friends come in and uh, kind of like lead us, steer us in a direction that's positive and that could uh, have our careers around for a long time. Because uh, if you're serious about doing comedy and things like that, you know that it's not a piece of work. You know, it's not an easy thing to just step into and say, this is what I'm going to do. Because in that case, everybody would do it. Everybody's funny to their friends. Everybody's funny to their family. But the point is, are you funny to people who have no idea who you are, where you came from? Can you describe where you came from in an, so other people can understand who you are? That's very important. So... Having a joke portfolio that can go anywhere leaves you the opportunity to be able to relate to any type of crowd you face. You know, you can quickly divert if the energy isn't what you thought it was going to be. You should always have opt-outs. For every joke you write, you should have an opt-out. Uh, so like if I go into a room and I say, hey, any weed smokers in here and there are no weed smokers, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I quit like five minutes ago, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm on your side now. And then you can open up and talk about something else because you know that your weed stuff isn't going to work in this room because nobody smokes weed. You know, so. Having those things, having those little taglines and things like that that can get you out of places, get you, that's what Sessions is about. Sessions is about building, building on material and also having friends who can help you also build on that material. And I think that's going to be great. So check out Sessions. It'll be uh, the first topic goes out this Friday. And it will begin, uh, our first Zoom meeting will be January 11th. So uh, make sure you guys tap in to all that. But I do have some things uh, coming up before I get out of here. Uh, the Dumb Skits Comedy Collective will be in St. Joe on January 15th. Super excited about that. On the 20th, I am headlining at Harley's Hideout Hideaway in Kansas so you guys can uh purchase tickets to that also on the 22nd I will be on the corner uh it's called the corner the restaurant is called the corner and it's on 18th and Vine so you guys uh come and check out that also it's going to be amazing the showcase is put on by the goofy girl if you guys don't know who the goofy girl is right now follow her on IG or whatever you can man because she is one of the fastest and most dedicated grinders here in Kansas City, Missouri. I believe she's only been doing comedy for like seven, eight months, and she's already doing 30 minutes. I mean, so that speaks to you about how many people she listened to when she first got here, how serious she's taking this, how much writing she's actually putting into this. To be seven months in and to already be able to perform 30 minutes is freaking incredible. I cannot say I was that gifted. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say I was that gifted. So, shout out to the Goofy Girl and everything she has going on. I can't wait to be a part of that showcase. We do amazing work together. Uh, we had a chance to do Granny B's Mini Men last year, and uh, it was her first time hosting it, and she did a very amazing job. So, I'm looking forward to doing more projects with the Goofy Girl in 2021. 
I'm looking forward to meeting everybody in 2021, man. If you want to meet me, I'm looking forward to it. I do Zooms. <laughs> you know, I do phone calls. Nonstop, man. I, I answer a lot of comedy questions. Uh, people coming through KC ask me a lot where they can go to perform. And I like that, you know. I like being the person that can uh, give you access to the great clubs, my favorite clubs, you know, which are all the clubs in Kansas City. I play all the clubs. I'm not uh, I'm not discriminating. That's what I do. I play every club. I don't care. Uh, white clubs, black clubs, Mexican clubs. Don't matter to me, man. The people in the club could be green. You know what I'm saying? I just want to perform, and I love what I do. And I want to just be able to continue to do what I do. And to be able to work with so many people who love what they do also is is crazy. But I do see a lot of change from last year to this year of how I'm going to be running things, like my business and uh comedy and uh getting a few other projects i want off the ground i've been doing a lot of uh soul searching and all of that i've read so many books about fashion because everybody knows i'm trying to get my clothing line off the ground i've read so many fashion books i've read so many comedy books so many i've watched so many biographies about clothing designers and comics that my brain is literally filled with so much information right now <laughs> and i'm excited about it man so, like I said, sessions are starting. You guys can catch me doing all of these incredible shows coming up. I'm excited for 2021. I'm hoping that everybody else is excited. And together, we can make 2021 a comedy community, a comedy family, the place where it all started. So, uh, shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family members. Uh, I appreciate everybody who ever listens. Because like I said, uh, I ain't shit. I only been doing it for six years. <laughs> but the fact that you guys feel like you guys can learn something from me is truly an amazing feeling. And I like to uh, just say that I also feel like I can learn things from you guys. So if you guys ever have any tips or uh, things like that, you guys want me to or any things you want me to go over or if you just like to be a part of this podcast just hit me up on the character building podcast on facebook i have a page um just jot your name down what your question is or uh where you're from uh, and what you do and all of these things and we can either get you set up for an interview or i'll answer any questions you may have and uh with that being said man <sighs> mo out baby